Welcome back to the Let's XP Geek and Gaming Podcast, episode 75. My choice, my me being Mondo. Uh, we are joined here tonight by the regular L7 Weenies co-host. We got Captain Canada himself, Steve. We've got Todd fucking Griswold in the house. Bend over and I'll show you. Bend over and I'll show you. We have to talk about that. Uh, but tonight we are reviewing Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That is my pick for the movie tonight. Gentlemen, how are you doing? A little disappointed that Steve didn't say something Canadian when you call him the Canadian something right now. He Captain Canada, dude. Yeah, we'll, uh, Missed we'll, opportunity. We'll, we'll, we'll do a lot of Canadian talk next episode. So, oh, um, no. Oh, there's there's the foreshadowing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh no I, i'm doing good i'm doing good and amando i do want to ask you as well because this is something we both did in the last since the last episode hey! that's right <laughs> um we peed we, in the we, same urinal finally yeah. uh we both went to Halloween Horror nights you went to florida i, I went did. to california mm-hmm. um i am getting old man because yeah. <laughs> um I went with all the expectations of having fun, and within 20, 30 minutes of being there, I was over it. <laughs> There's just so many fucking people, and um, their their uh, their lying situation was terrible. I mean, granted, I thought going general admission was going to be fine. I expected to wait in lines. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, um, but when they were closing off general admission lines to let all the vips and express people pass 30 minute wait times turned into like an hour plus um and it, that just frustrated me and the wife especially so um i made it i got through five of the eight mazes um but like i said i wasn't exactly happy um some of them were really cool the exorcist was fucking dope as fuck i liked it um and then holidays and hells which i don't know if they had that one in florida um, they had it in California, and that was pretty fucking cool. Um, but I think the one that pertains to us mostly is The Last of Us. And I've got to say, that one was probably my second favorite maze of the whole night. Um, the way they set it up with the live actors throughout the maze, the clickers, the oh, it was cool, man. The ambiance there was fucking great. And it was, like I said, it was one of my favorite mazes. And I do think it was better than the one in Florida after seeing the subsequent videos. But what was your thought on it? Yeah, I was disappointed in the one in Florida. Like I'd heard that it was better in California, so so your experience was probably different than mine. It just felt too generic. Like if you had told me that I was in a Walking Dead maze, I would have mostly believed it because other than a a few key clickers and one time that Joel and Ellie were there, it just felt like generic. Only zombie. once? Yeah, yeah. It just felt like generic only, zombie had- house, you know. So I was kind of disappointed. It just didn't feel. We he didn't go into iconic. We had Joe and Ellie from the beginning. We had Joe and Ellie from the beginning of the maze, like before you walked in, and like mm-hmm. probably four other interactions throughout. In addition to clickers and boomers, and yeah, um, not to be confused with Todd's people. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, I didn't see <laughs> the boomer. So that was probably the best part of it. It was the boomer, but the house just felt kind of bleh. You know, it was too bad because I was really looking forward to that one. Uh, I love the Exorcist one though, and um, Stranger Things that was, was actually cool. pretty pretty cool as well. The body in the blood, the body in the blood, the <laughs> body in the blood. Uh, and you know what? Stranger Things here in California sucked because I saw the Florida video where you guys walk into the Upside Down and you get the uh, uh, fuck. What's the song called? 
Oh, uh, and Master of Puppets. That's fucking Master awesome. of Puppets. Yeah, you get that whole scene. Yeah, we didn't we get, get that the... at all. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. The... So. So, yeah, that, that you have Eddie and um, the other dude, uh, Dustin, on t- top of the camper, like doing master puppets. Yeah, but it's funny everything. because you no, know, they're not allowed to hold the guitar. The guitar has to be on the no? side because apparently Metallica said that they weren't allowed to even fake play the song. So they're just kind of oh, without the guitar, like just kind of, you know, standing up there. But it was cool. It was still pretty cool. The mazes are still top tier quality. Um, I hadn't been to Halloween Horror Night since the last time I went with you, Todd, when we went through the Alien versus Predator um, a long ass fucking time ago. So it was cool to go back out there. But um, like I told my wife, if we ever do these events again, we're never going for general admission ever because I'm too old and I do not have the fucking stamina to stand in line for fucking hour and a half with fucking teeny boppers, ultimately like weed and high off of whatever opioids they they can get their hands on so yeah i I was good but i'm definitely getting fucking old and it's kind of sad um there's only two ways of doing halloween horror nights either you go as a bougie bitch and just fucking pay all of the (laughs) extras yeah or you get so drunk that you don't care so uh yeah Yeah, go like steve yep Yeah, exactly. Or, with or go Canadian money drunk. thrown around with the fucking Prince Charles on it and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, um, or go drunk. And I, I did that with Joe. When you're drunk, you don't really care about how long the lines are. So yeah, I paid fifteen dollars a fucking beer there. Fuck that, dude. You got a pregame that <laughs> He's shit. bougie bitch, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm bougie on vacation. Bitch. Well, yeah. Steve puts the I'm beers on up his ass. <laughs> That's oh, right. I, I could see him key straight. Hey, but we got to talk real quick, too, about Mr. Oktoberfest over here because mm. that shit came out of nowhere. For those of you that follow our boy here, Toddy, on social media, this guy went full fucking Griswold because he was probably promised to pickle tickle. And he <laughs> pulled it off so fucking well. It was amazing. And I want you to speak to it, dude. Like, what, what led up to this? How was the event itself? Like, tell me about it. Well... Oktoberfest, a little early. Uh, you're talking about being old, Mondo. You need to. Well, first of all, there's 23 million people in Southern California. What do you expect? It's gonna be crowded as fuck. Oh god. Um, California sucks. But anyway, I digress. Third best Since... economy in the world, but that's okay. Go Who's ahead. a shit? I don't give a fuck. Cincinnati has Oktoberfest, and it's like the second biggest in the world after Germany. And it was this past weekend, and my wife convinced me to dress up as a traditional German. With the fucking leader by playing hide the salami. Wherever I wanted. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yes. I wore wore that. We went to the Oktoberfest and you know got beers and German food and all that stuff. It was really fun, man. German people are really nice. I know there's a lot of jokes there, you can say it, but Germans are really nice in general. And authentic people from Germany doing their little like fucking band shit and like hopping around and all that crap. And the party didn't end. Did you there. jump up on stage like Clark? Did you I dance like Clark? I didn't no, that that goes later. We're gonna get to the end of the story here. So that was traditional yeah. Oktoberfest in Cincinnati, which is cool. But really crowded, though. You know, like all these events, no matter where you go, yeah. Halloween, Horror Nights, fucking festivals, so many gosh damn people. But whatever. <clears throat> Cincinnati is a pretty nice city to go to when it's like regulated and all, all downtowns can have bad parts. But when there's festivals, pretty nice. But this is where they fucking get, get, over, get me over with the fucking, oh, you don't want to come hang out with us. Oh, you don't want to. Okay, you'd rather just play video games. And then you get the guilt trip. And then you're fucking, yeah. then you're doing it. So there's a church over here by us that um, actually 
um, my book, Killer Santa, is based off of that church because it's like one of those churches that throws Ooh. like massive parties and shit like that. They had their little October Fest. Yeah. Like, we literally just went to a real one. Why, why are we going to go to this church one? <laughs> then I got the guilt <laughs> trip. Well, fine. You don't want to hang out with us? Oh, you don't want to? Do... So I ended up fucking, first I was just going to drop them off. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I want a fucking fair corn dog. So I go in there and then we end up staying because there's this amazing, <laughs> there was this amazing 80s cover band called the Lammies playing at the main stage and they're fucking phenomenal, man. Like, I love them. They're playing all these great 80s hits. Me and my wife went up there in the little dancing area, getting down a little bit of 80s style. And it was a lot of fun, man. Like, oh, shit. So shout out to the Whammies, 51 year old singer that fucking gets down. And a bunch of old dudes that you can tell have been playing this shit since it came out. And uh, it was pretty fun, too. There were a couple older people there. This one old lady, like, grandma style was fucking, like, some of the best dancing I've ever seen. Because I'm like, she probably was 19 when this, when Jesse's girl went live, yeah. you know what I mean? So she's been uh, dancing for girl. fucking 40 years and shit. So it was fun, but it was an all-day fucking thing. But I was rewarded handsomely for my efforts. <laughs> yeah. <that> <laughs> You know what? I'm closing my eyes right now, and I'm picturing you at this uh, at this church function in your new balances with your dad cargo shorts, and I love it, dude. I love that you got conned into going, but I'm happy that you're rewarded because uh, that's the that's the best way to cap out the night, even if you have to wait for the kids to go to sleep at two in the morning, <laughs> or when they take showers. It's also good. Or when they take showers. Yeah, it's also good, but. Anywho, well, that's cool. Uh, before we move on to our, our little next segment of Watch Round Robin style, um, I wanted to let you guys know, I think I mentioned it before, but I'm going to a convention um, oh. at the time of this recording. It'll be the 23rd and 24th of September, but I'm going to my final or second to last convention of the year where I am looking to meet Mr. Jack Quaid himself from The Boys, who plays Huey. And Scream, who plays Richie, I believe. And Charlie Cox was just announced. And my daughter has always wanted to meet someone from Marvel. Granted, she met Dermot Moroni, but she was like, Dad, Charlie Cox is on a whole new level. Um, so she's going to meet Daredevil himself on the 24th. Charlie the big Cox himself, so, huh? Wow. <laughs> well, with that price, that price that he charged, for sure, man. He's, he's going to have no problem peeing at the urinal blah, fucking sidewalls or not. So... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Even uh, Quado is going to be there um, at the con, which I'm so tempted to meet just because of our, our fascination with Total Recall. Um, but financially, I don't know if that's going to be feasible <laughs> because that's a lot of fucking money being thrown that way. So uh, Creepy IE Con, for those of you who haven't heard of it, Ontario, California, it's a, it's a great event. Um, maybe I'll see someone there that we know. But with that being said, let's move over to our What Watch Read and Played Round Robin style. I will go first. I haven't really been playing anything lately. Um, I've been doing more so of uh, watching movies and stuff. Steve, you have this one on your list. It's part of our uh, fascination with Paul Verhoeven. I think we've talked extensively about Total Recall, Starship Troopers, <laughs> fucking Showgirls. But this one was, I think, his last movie, Benedetta. What is um, it called? I think you have it on the... Benedetta. Yeah, it's been on my list forever. Like I, I just, it depends what you say about it because I'm it's high on my list of things I want to watch. So I didn't know about it until it came up on my social media. Like, hey, Paul Verhoeven's uh, uh, fucking story about basically Joan of Arc type thing, you know, with a, a nun and lesbian fantasies and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, yeah, 
it was okay. There was a lot of fun shit in there, though. Let me tell you, like, if you're going straight in for like story and and stuff, I would say that it's not terrible. It's it, it's pretty. The story is pretty good. It's not something that we haven't seen before in the past. Um, but it's Paul Verhoeven style. So I mean, you had me at boobs. You had me at nuns fucking scissoring each other. <laughs> and then all with like a religious story going on in the background. Um, when you come out with a carved dildo uh, of the Virgin Mary, <laughs> like that, I was like, this is fucking wild. It wasn't a terrible movie. I think the length of it is what really just kind of makes it kind of dumps it down for me. But I believe I gave it a two and a half out of five on Letterboxd. Not the worst movie I've seen. Um, but unless you just want to finish out your Paul Verhoeven uh, list there, I definitely I'd give it a watch. It wasn't too bad. And the story's kind of eh, it's OK. Um, it's the nun without having the horror aspect. Just a lot of boning instead. <laughs> I'm in. I'm looking at the poster and you see a nipple right on the poster, so that's that's Verhoeven for you. It's cra- it does not it does not hold back, dude. Verhoeven does not hold back in this. Yeah. All right, my first one is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um oh shit. Yeah, you know, this one I don't know what to say about it. It's it's just bland. Right? Overall it's, it's just weird. Bland. Like it, I love seeing Indy. Well, okay, let me let me start off with saying that de-aging has come a long way. They're doing a pretty dang good job. Sometimes in this movie you can tell if you're really looking for it. But overall I think they did a like vast improvement from you know five years ago when they started doing it. Um but the story itself is just like I don't like Indy's goddaughter. I think she's just a completely wasted character. And I know people don't like Mutt for various reasons and I understand it. But I think the better film here is having Mutt, even if you recast him in this film as an indie and mutt father son bonding movie instead of like this random fucking character that I could not stand Helena and I just didn't like it I think Boyd Holbrick 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 something like that is a really good actor and he's a really good villain in this I think he utilizes him a little bit more and as crazy as the ending is I think it's still pretty cool about the time travel shit and all that it fucking goes out of left field yeah but I cannot, why don't we I cannot, agree it's not good we can't agree but I cannot respect people that will get mad about aliens and enjoy time traveling, time traveling to Romans. Like, come on, you can't have one and, and not like the other one. So um, that being said, man, it's Disagree. a solid, it's a solid three out of five. I just, there's a really good movie in this. And for this to be the send off for Indy, it's a letdown. So I'm going to keep with the original trilogy being, you know, one A, one B, one C, part four being better than this one. By a couple points and dial destiny it's good but honestly i forgot about it already you know forgettable 100 so that's a bummer three yeah. out of five agreed yeah definitely a bummer um so my first one is the movie i watched on the plane going to florida and that is 2013's 42 uh, 42 is the story of jackie robinson and how he broke the color barrier for the major for major league baseball by uh, first going to Montreal, my hometown, and then uh, going to the Brooklyn Dodgers. So this, say, you know, say it the right way. Say it the right way. What Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodgers? <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers. No, <laughs> Mon- Dodgers. Montreal, Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> Montreal. Um, yeah, I just, um, you know, I, I've heard of the Jackie Robinson story a lot because it's like a big point of pride from where where I'm from. 
that uh, we kind of took him in first and he his family still like really enjoys that city like they they go often do ceremonies and stuff like that i think some of them actually still live there so i was really interested to revisit this i only seen it when it first came out of course at the time i didn't really know who chadwick boseman was now you know rest in peace i i do definitely know who he is and he's so fantastic he's such a great fucking actor absolute shame uh that he passed away the way that he did uh, of course for you know like Indiana jones harrison ford is also in this uh, a very good role i mean it must have been a tough role to pull off he has to say a lot of really nasty shit in in this role but it's an important story i think it's one that people should check out kind of the importance of setting you know things aside and not going through societal norms and just accepting people for who they are it is a bit slow though uh, i will give it that it takes a long time to get some of uh, the beats going but very great movie so i give it four stars out of five that's 42 i love that movie man it's really good and i love the dodgers so kind of hand in hand um my next movie was a promise to steve since i didn't finish the last four missions of yes. Seven, Golden Eye. <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, decided you know i'll be kind i'll pop this movie in see how terrible it is and that movie you are asking what could it be well, none other than Zardov himself with fucking Sean Connery in a red leather fucking bikini, long hair, um, chest hair everywhere. Um, this movie is quite a fucking trip, man. From the beginning, the intro where this god is basically like Loki telling you like, oh, hey, um, I'm I'm in changing everyone's life and I'm in interfering and I'm changing things, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, okay, what the fuck are we what's going on and then big old battles of all these hairy men with the same bikinis on anyways long story short there's a lot of boobs in this movie um it's basically about these gods who are kind of like the elites from the our world as we once knew it that are became like gods or something who have shut themselves off from men who became barbaric and evil and all that stuff again um but also in the process they forgot how to bone so Zardov being around is basically they want to know why he gets erections and how it happens. So there's literally like scenes on how they show his flaccid wiener and how it gets harder and how they want to experience it. They you show know, his dick like, getting hard? Well, it, it's kind of like a drawing. So they'll show you like just a drawing of a wiener. Crazy. Like you went to health class and they're like, we don't understand. We don't want these frivolities in our lives, blah, 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 blah. But in the end, he brings like lust and horniness back to these people. So the end of it is like them being so horny and wanting to die. It's so weird. Um, but it wasn't also, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, this is in a Mr. What was the Dr. Giggles or whatever on Tubi or whatever that shit was? Um, Dr. Giggles it wasn't legit. that bad. This shit wasn't. No, he's talking about oh, fuck um, no, those people. The, the clown one with the. Also, did Trump versus the Illuminati? The PS2 there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget what it was. Yeah, that one. That was terrible. <laughs> um, but Zardoz was crazy, man. He was just he owed a favor to a friend. Yes, the director was definitely fucking high throughout this whole movie. Some shit didn't fucking make sense. But it's like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Throw a nipple in it, and you're like, okay, who cares? Because there's a nipple in here. Um, it's just a wild movie, Todd. If at any point somewhere before the end of the year you have an extra hour 45 to burn um you know maybe 
the kids are away or something fucking watch this movie because it's just it's so wild dude it does it's so crazy um but that is our dove um i'm glad i could add it to my list of uh fucking samurai cop and all that shit of having seen some wild ass movies sweet all right last but not least i mean I, i've been playing a lot of starfield and a lot of tcm still um but another movie is 2022's All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a pretty famous story of the same name written by a German soldier. And this one is about a German soldier and his unit in World War One, uh, fighting on the Western Front, obviously. And it just goes through from their point of when they're young men and they're getting the pep talk about how you're going to be, you know, living in glory for, for Germany and you're going to destroy all, you know, German, uh, Germany's fucking um, enemies and things like that. And you're just hyping up kids and I can relate to it, man, getting hyped up by recruiters and shit like that saying like, you're going to do this, this, and this, and this. And you're just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do all this shit. And you get pumped up. Like I'm going to serve my country, blah, blah, blah. And these guys go to the front line and they're like, what the fuck do we get into? Cause it's definitely not all frills and uh, glory and shit like that. It's blood and fucking piss and rats and, trench foot and just killing each other and getting blown apart without even seeing the enemy and it's it's a very effective film it's a little bit too long um but there's a piece of acting in it that uh it blew me away there's a scene where there's the older gentleman uh older soldier he takes kind of like the younger guy in his wing and there's a scene where they get letters from their family and the older gentleman gets one from and i say older it's like the younger guy's 23 and the older guy's 29 you know so it's not that big of a difference but uh, he can't read, so he has the younger guy read it to him, and you keep on both of the men's faces, and then it gets to some sad stuff that the guy's reading to the older guy, and you just see it in his eyes, how the emotions change from excitement and love for his wife and everything to sadness and just despair because he's stuck in this situation with stuff going on at home that he can't address because he's over here fighting a war that they don't even believe in anymore. So some of the some fucking great acting from that guy, I forget his name. Um, but yeah, then it just follows these guys as the young men with uh, um, just like hope in their hearts and to them fighting and dying and seeing each other get blown apart and stabbed and everything. And then the fertility of it all at the end, which I won't spoil if you've never seen the story, but what happens to a couple of the guys. So that's All Quiet on the Western Front. I've read the book too, and it's good, but it's kind of dated because, you know, it's written a while ago, but this film is pretty damn good. So I highly recommend it. All Quiet on the Western Front, currently streaming on Netflix. Nice. My next one is a documentary. It's a movie I watched on the plane on the way back from Florida. And uh, it's the true story of basically the Biodome, which, uh, of course, stars Mondo's favorite actor, Polly oh, Shore. No, not Polly Shore. Uh, so I don't know if you God knew that uh, this was based the on the true groomer story. himself from Son-in-Law. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's called Spaceship Earth. The weasel. It's about a crew of eight quote-unquote scientists who get locked into a biodome for two years and with the premise that they're going to study if they can sustain life inside of a vacuum if ever they were going to go to space like Mars or Moon or try to colonize another planet. Can they sustain life without outside interference? So that's the premise of them getting into the biodome for two years the eight people, they each have like their own specialties and th things like that. But as people started to find out, it wasn't quite what they had expected. Turns out that the eight people were not chosen for their scientific abilities. They were chosen as part of a cult that organized this whole thing. 
then it came out that they were getting outside help and outside error and then it just became kind of this whole controversy where the um the project was kind of like in flux and people didn't know what they were doing and someone got injured in the biodome and do you let them out do you keep them in it was just basically a whole controversial thing but they did gather a ton of very very valuable data because just for the fact that they were locked into this thing for two years however a very evil man uh took on the project right at the end and deleted all the data because i guess he didn't like where the data was leading which is probably that it was showing that you know fossil fuels are bad and that you needed clean energy and shit like that because that man's name is steve bannon and if you know anything about american history he is not exactly one of the you know shining examples of americans out there join so, me in the war room here i'm yeah. uh so yeah it's an interesting documentary i wouldn't say it's like a great documentary it's presented a little slow and boring but once in a while there's some interesting things that happen it does take a little too long for them to get to the biodome like there's this whole backstory that just takes for fucking ever but once they get into the biodome and you start seeing the controversies that happen inside the dome it gets uh it gets pretty fascinating. So I, it's like a mild recommend. That was a spaceship birth that I watched over on Netflix. Yeah, no Polly. I'm good, man. I, I don't want to watch no biodome story again. Um, all right. My last uh, item for the night is a book um, from one of our homies who listens to the show as well. Eric, I read the anthology in which his story is featured in. The anthology is called Dark Town. A um, lot of really good stories that uh, make up this anthology. I'm biased because Eric's the homie. His story in the Heart of Darkness was really fucking good. Um, I truly enjoyed it, and I do think they they intentionally made his story second to last for a reason because the way he writes um, is really well, and his story is just so well thought. Um, I don't want to spoil it. I don't know if you guys have read it before in the past um, or read it in this anthology specifically. Um, but it, it's a good little uh, good little revenge story in there. Uh, and I like the way he set it up and how it all plays out and how it even kind of hints to a potential um, feature for it. So um, Dark Town Anthology, you can get that, um, I believe, on Amazon. You get a paperback, you can get ebook. Um, his story, like I said, in the heart doctor was really well written. Um, having worked in the food industry, I liked it even better because, um, you know, whether Eric's sitting there cooking his steaks a certain way and capturing the way he's cooking it in words so perfect, it's great. And it's really cool to know that we got two guys, our very own Todd here, who's published as well. Um, we've got two guys who are succeeding in the writing career. So bravo to you, Eric. Uh, and Todd, I'm still waiting to read your fucking story. Um, whenever that came back i don't know if you got an update for that yet or yeah, not. yes get a launch december something's up for pre-order though doors of darkness.com from the oh yeah. oh shit I'm I, but i read eric's i've read, read eric's stuff it's fucking good i like it a lot yeah that's it for me you for got me. anything else for the night guys yeah i got one more um i also watched go for it 2023's elemental so this is uh, Disney's latest animated film. Um, it's funny because it bombed in theaters, but people, like it just stayed in theaters and people kept watching it and kept watching it and kept watching it. And eventually it made a ton of money. It like, I guess through word of mouth and just people liking it, it eventually like grew its legs and then became a big hit. 
which was kind of surprising. So this is a story of a uh, family. They're kind of like flames. And I, like it's like a whole elemental world, you know, like the title says. And they have to leave their kind of flame island or the fire island. And they move into a city that's kind of the water city, uh, which is kind of a play off Italians moving to New York. And it's just them trying to make their way in this fire city, kind of not really belonging, but still having like their own community to help them out and everything like that. But uh, the girl who's uh, kind of the protagonist of the story, she's going to run her dad's shop and she meets a water boy and they start falling for each other. And then it becomes a story of can a fire woman and a water boy kind of coexist and meanwhile trying to save her father's shop from getting shut down by uh, health inspection and stuff like that because of a leak that happened in the store in the shop it's kind of a nice way to explain immigration to people and how again like 42 you know to set your differences aside and you can be stronger just by accepting people for who they are and kind of mixing the the two together it's, it's just it's a really like good story got witty dialogue the animation is great i love what the like the world building that they made in this like the all the different uh like faunas and stuff like that with the different cities that's really fantastic kind of remind me of zootopia in a little in a way with that like just how realized the world was and uh yeah it's 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 actually a good film the only problem is the story itself yeah it's like kind of boring kind of standard there is there's like no real antagonist to the story it's there's it's just kind of this couple trying to build this relationship throughout the whole thing so i gave three and a half stars out of five i think it's a good story i just don't think it's like one of their best ones ever so that's elemental speaking of zootopia man did they have a steam baby fox what what jason bateman's fox i want to punch that smug fox right in his stupid mouth i hate (laughs) i hate his stupid little half smile Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This the sly smile, smirk, I, fucking sly fox, my ass. The smirk. Yeah. <laughs> you like Jason Bateman Jason Bateman is legit. I just don't like yeah. that stupid ass fox. I'm gonna punch him in his stupid snout. <laughs> All right, that's sorry. the one. With, that's the one with the uh, Judy Hops, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Officer Utopia. Judy yeah. Hops to you. <laughs> oh, Officer Judy Hops. All right. All right, well, that's it for our round robin of what watched, read, and played. Now we are moving over to a few of our listener questions that we got tonight for for tonight's review. Uh, So, boys, get your thinking caps on um, because we got some good ones. We got some bangers. So the first first set of questions come from the homie Oddjob versus 007. Uh, His first question, besides apes, what other animals could you guys see rising up and replacing mankind on Earth? So besides apes, fuck them animals, dude. I thought keep them fuck down. Fuck them animals. I thought uh, I thought definitely fucking elephants, dude. They're already fucking smart. Yeah. Can you imagine like them getting fucking smarter? I don't. I mean, they were not going to go bipedal or anything like that, which is the shitty part. I think they're too clumsy. Pretty much the only one. They're they're too big. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I think they're but too big. But if they got smarter though. Yeah, I I don't. You know? They don't have the dexterity that. <laughs> Well, if you believe right? in evolution, if if they don't have a comp like man as competition, they might evolve over time, right? Yeah, so but then it, then they wouldn't really be elephants anymore. Yeah, it's, well, it's, just like oh, we're God. not apes, but we still kind of are, right? Yeah, but we're not. <laughs> also, right? We're human. But we are. Yeah, we we like split well, off. Are we? So, <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah. he he picked reptiles just for just for reference. He picked Ugh, reptiles as terrible. far as I mean that's that's like Jurassic that Jurassic Park, Park, right? Like if you leave reptiles, yeah, I know, uh, but I don't want no, I don't want no fucking anaconda fucking killing me. And I mean, I guess well, you'd be dead already because right? we're gone. <laughs> oh, no, we're, no, we'd survive. We'd still somehow. on the planet. You kill them off. Um, uh, let's go good. with uh, some birds. Let's do birds, man. Let's do crows specifically. Yeah, they, they got the like, numbers. Oh, eh? fuck those crows. They bring trinkets to people. They can solve problems. Let's do yeah. birds. Yeah, I mean, it's birds a shot. Pretty smart for those pea brains. I'm, I'm gonna go spiders. Like if oh, if God. someone made oh, a human sized spider, I think we'd be fine because <laughs> they're fine. fast. They <laughs> yeah. they they have like dexterity. They're yeah, I, I think they're they sneaky as fuck. Yeah. So if if someone That's just made them bigger, I think we'd be done. <laughs> well, I would like troopers. I would like for dolphins. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Directed. I would yeah. love for fucking dolphins to get smarter, just because I want them to tell me what's underneath the fucking ocean. Like, <laughs> I what, don't think they go that deep. What? What? Well, stay. Yeah. They'll know unless, unless they're, they're hearing shit. Yeah, unless they're they like, know. yeah, yeah. They go they around the campfire. The whales, like, hey, dude, what's right? up? Yeah. It's like, yeah, like the hey, telephone dude, game. Don't go down there. We saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I saw an alien down there. Yeah. The right. one they found in Mexico, right? <laughs> oh, my dude, God. aliens. Are, All right. His second next next year, man. Disclosures happening. We're getting close. We're getting close. You to it. We're getting close you to think, it. You think we're gonna get official contact from them? I think we have to because I think the aliens are like, "Hey, fucking tell them, or we're gonna tell them." So I don't know. Yeah, man. That's it's, it's good. It never ends it, well, dude. I know. What if? What if it is well. like something? Something terrible. Like you've What's heard of theories of like prison planet, right? Like we're stuck here, no matter what we do. Like that would suck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you mentioned it when you guys did Fire in the Sky on Horror Squad. Um, that short story where it was like uh, they're humankind sending out the message and they finally get one back oh, yeah. and it says stop or they're going to hear gonna, you. Yes. Oh, that shit. Yeah. It's a good stop one. Stop or they'll hear you. Yeah. It's fucking great. Uh, there's definitely aliens, but I'm not in a rush to meet them in my lifetime. So yeah, we're hey, you know what? Let if me pay off my mortgage if they, first. If they're, if they're nice, quote unquote, and they just want to improve our life, then fuck it. Bring them on. Look look at hu- look at humankind, dude. We don't ask questions first. We start shooting fucking first. And then Well, you're getting drafted, Monday. Imagine th- yeah, right. They're gonna be like, motherfucker, <laughs> you can't even run a quarter mile with a huffing and Hey, you don't human waves, baby. They don't need you to run. Just walk towards <laughs> the enemy. Say, you're, peeling po- <laughs> you're peeling potatoes tonight. <laughs> All right. His second question for the night is is there another classic movie like this, like this one that you would like to see reimagined or updated? Um, Ooh, if we're question. talking about, if we're talking about like animal specific ones, I know they're redoing arachnophobia, which is what you alluded to, Steve, with, um, you know, seeing something like that. Well, they, they've fruition. been talking about that forever, and I, I actually wanted to review it on Horror Squad, but I kept waiting for the. Re- I for love the that movie, dude. And, but instead, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do it uh, for my pick this year. So that's what we're doing actually next week. I love that fucking movie. But that or Cujo, I thought. What about the birds? I don't know that you could ever replicate the birds. I don't um, know. I guess so. <sighs> I guess they could. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it'd sell very well. Uh, yeah. Cujo, Are we just doing Cujo animals? Another one that came up. You can do anything. Uh, well, that's what I. That's what I would think. Mm. I mean, it was hard. It was a hard thing to. Th- I, I was thinking more of the aspect regarding this movie. Yeah. To see something reimagined, but it's hard because Planet of the Apes is pretty top tier. When it comes yes. to take over, because if we're talking about just generic classic movies, like sci-fi classics being remade, oh fuck, Highlander's number one on my fucking <laughs> list. I want another fucking Highlander movie. There, no, there can uh, only be one. 
unfortunately. Oh, yeah. shit. I mean, I would love for them to... Go ahead. Uh, Zardoz. I mean, it's just ripe for a remake, right? Zardoz. Maybe, maybe Zardoz. Nicol- Nicolas yeah, Cage. No, <laughs> no he would do so well. I know. He would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, straight up dick. How does he get his dick hard? Oh, I don't know. Let's study him. Well, when a man lacks a woman. Uh, or vice versa. Or yeah, your combination. Your best. Only losers give the best. Uh, I would like them to remake. Yeah, I would like them to remake I Am Legend. From Vincent Price, which has yeah. been remade twice already with Charlton yeah. Heston, the Omega Man, and fucking stupid ass Will Smith. But it's an amazing book. Um and I, I it'd just be really cool. Like man. Ending. Dude, he's he's a legend. He's a legend to them. I know. That's the problem cool. is is I saw the I saw the Will Smith movie and I saw <sighs> the deleted scene or, or alternate ending, and then I read the book this year, mm-hmm. I think. But I mean, year. come on, man. Will Smith's so, nowhere near. It kind of skewed it. All right, I get it. No, but, not at not at all. But the, the, I the mean, basic the story, yeah, the basic story is there's an outbreak and there's a bunch of vampires and there's one guy that is a doctor in various incarnations of the film, and it turns out that like, hey man, you're not gonna be able to kill all the vampires. Like you're the legend, you're the scary yeah. legend to the vampires now. So you need to get the fuck out of here. We're taking over. I'm like, that's such a cool, deep ass ending. Do you think it would? Do you think it would do well if it was set during the time period of the book? Because the book was set like in the 60s, 70s. It was, yeah, so I'm like, ah, you can remake it, I think, modern times. But just don't make it like this action-packed, stupid Will Smith CGI But fest, that's the problem. It's Hollywood, dude. Hollywood's going to say like, oh, no, we need fucking well, Michael Bay to come put in some explosions <laughs> and shit. Let's let's put it on. Uh, let's make a miniseries out of it. Let's make six episodes. I'm down. Call it a day. Hour long each. All ultra gory and fucking creepy for fucking gory as hell yeah and make him make him like and i'm not caught up with walking dead and i don't know if they went this way but make it where like me either robert novell is the guy in i am legend is like the villain like make him from their point of view like he's a villain because he is he's going into their houses staking him in the heart and shit yeah and he's the minority he's like one human left or one or two and then he's going in there fucking killing kids and shit like he's a villain like from certain perspectives too Rick is the villain to other groups. Yeah, you know, actually, dead, so it's... there's a great speech that Negan uh, says about, like, I, I know you guys see me as, like, the ultimate villain, but let me tell you from my perspective what it was like. And he, he basically describes how Rick, like, what he did He, he was killed that fucking... whole group. That's right. He killed the whole yeah. group. He says there's families. There's, like, look at it from my perspective. Like, I was fucking lenient compared to what I should have done, you know? Yeah. And he, he tells Maggie, because she says uh, at one point, um, if you like, you know, the infamous bat scene, uh, if you were to do it again, would you do it the same way? And he's like, no, he's like, I would have killed every single one of you, <laughs> you know, because that was his downfall. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he was too lenient. And it was a really interesting contrast for the villain to show that you're not necessarily, you're only the villain of your own, you know, you're like yeah. the hero of your own story, right? Well, the, what, what group would you guys we'll be, be uh, we'll... to before we divulge too much? Would you be a savior? Would you be uh, Rick's group? Would you be Hilltop? Uh, Rick's Rick's group. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, Rick groups is easy to say because you know that's who you follow. You see goodness but, from them the whole time. Yeah. But they they also they're all a fucking mess, man. That group like they're a mess constantly. Yeah. Like, had I had to choose back then, I would have loved to be in part of um, Ezekiel's group at the Kingdom. Uh, you yeah, know, they had like, like a knight and shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. cosplay and they have a fucking tiger <laughs> and like they had this whole like you know, great facility there up until it got run over. So yeah, that would probably be yeah. my my pick. Can you guys guess which one I would be in? Oh, save here for fucking yeah, for sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For fucking, you got the costume and bat ready. (laughs) And you know what, motherfucker? If I showed up to your fucking thing and like, oh, Todd, help me, you'd be like, kill this motherfucker. Have your shit is all mine. (laughs) Living in a fucking warehouse and shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, dude, we're just having fun. We're making egg sandwiches and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's all good. Steve, what's your classic movie? Uh, Well, it's not that classic, classic. but that's actually, uh, so it was Cody that asked this question. Uh-huh. Um, he just he watched Cody, it recently, yeah. and I think a movie that's just ripe for a fucking remake is Stay Tuned. It's just such a great story. And... I just added it to my list based on his review. Yeah, it's, well, don't watch it right now for <laughs> future reasons. <laughs> um, uh oh, yeah, yeah. it's coming up at some point as a review. So he just did a he just did another um Sandlot reference. I love that he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's just like one of those stories that. Man, in modern day, it would be so fucking cool. Like it's just going into different intellectual properties, but making the hell version of those properties. Like, how cool would that be if they signed? Let, let's say Disney did it. Just you know, off the top of my head, they go into like Disney movies or ABC properties or FX properties or Star Wars or Marvel, but it's the like bad version of them. Like it's Marvel zombies. It's you know the dark side of Star Wars. It's uh. I don't know, just anything. It would have been so fucking cool. You know, Roseanne, but they're cannibals. You know, just something. It's just, it could be so awesome. You know, we can just, like you guys have been saying, film something really decent and upload it on Tubi. It's happening. uh, Then our our production company would take off right there. There it goes. I love it. I'll sign sign on in your funding so I can be an executive producer like Shark Exorcist, please. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> all right our last set of questions come from the homeboy eric eric's first question is our first statement and question i love what they what the new trilogy did with this story being the rise of the planet of the apes would you like to see more entries into this franchise um without delving into too much of it because we haven't done the review yet yet absolutely a yes for me and i know that there's a kingdom of the planet of the apes that's scheduled to come out in 24 it was already done filming before all the strikes and stuff um, I couldn't be more stoked out to get some more Planet of the Apes, and we'll discuss it a little bit more as we get into the review here soon. That's a cool title, though, Kingdom. Shit. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super... Like, you guys in, want more in, from it? Oh, yeah, I definitely do. I, I really like the Planet of the Apes story, and I like what they're doing with this one. Is you know, like, the way that they're presenting it and leading into, essentially, what Planet of the Apes was, you know, the original that's it. yeah i definitely want to see more of these and we'll, we'll talk about it the review but man even 2011 god damn the cgi is good for this movie it's, it's like yeah. how fucking it's gonna be insane so, next year for sure holy shit yeah it's fuck it's, it's gonna be fucking real looking yeah. um what is your favorite sci-fi movie from childhood is his next question um obviously star wars is up there on my list yeah. <laughs> uh, as childhood but there's other good ones i know one that we don't really talk about or haven't really mentioned in the show that I liked a lot as a kid was that movie Contact uh, with Jodie Foster. Like, I always thought that movie was fucking great and how it ended. I always, it always mesmerized me. Like, holy shit, all that happened, but in that amount of time, you know? Yeah, like a um, second. What are some of your, 
like three seconds. Yeah. What yeah. What about you guys? All time favorites. Contact's really good. Um, Matthew McConaughey's in that too, I think. I think um, so. Yeah. Return of the Jedi, man. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Woo! I watch that one all the time. It's my favorite Star Wars film. Go um, watch Ahsoka. I know. It's so much I'm backlogged on. I honestly, I love the original Planet of the Apes from I think '68. It's a yeah, an amazing. Yeah, it's a fucking amazing film, man. Bright eyes and uh, Farah, and all. it's just the graphics are like the the makeup is so They're pretty cool. good. The prosthetics and stuff, yeah, yeah. so rad. So yeah, Planet of the Apes is fucking awesome. I love the movie. I love Beneath too, and then I have the set that I I brought them all out since. I was watching Beneath last night. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I got them all out because I'm gonna plan a complete rewatch, including Mark and Mark Wahlberg's one, which has a no. That one was... too. Look at that. Yeah, Marky Mark, baby. I saw that in the theater, but yeah, I saw that in theater too. Fucking Marky Mark, <laughs> Steve. Yeah. Classic. Uh, for me, wait, wait, all wait. these monkeys here, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, of course. I mean, that goes without saying. For me, it would be Absolutely. Empire Strikes Back being uh, my favorite, and uh, then Back to the Future. I watched the fuck out oh, of it yeah. when I was a kid, I and I still, I still do. You know, like I, I, I must watch it at least twice. It's a year. must watch. Like, I'd say every six months. I watch uh, at least the first Back to the Future, and at every like two years, I just go through the trilogy. But the first one, holy shit! What a ten out of ten, perfect yeah, film. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There, there are a few absolutely man, perfect films. That's one of them. Oh fuck yeah, dude! And all of them too. That's like one of those few trilogies that actually hits hard every movie. You know, it doesn't necessarily get worse, but to me, I mean, nothing's gonna ever beat Back to the Future itself, but. Back to Future 2 was on par. You know, like, I loved it. Back to Future 3, I have a newfound respect and love for it, except for Irish uh, Martin McFly. Hey. <laughs> that, that always bugged me. <laughs> mad, fucking Mad Dog. Whatever his name is, Mad yeah, Dog. Yeah. I name? love fucking Biff, dude. Fucking Ma- Magdon Tanner. Tanner. Biff Tanner. Yeah. There you go. But I, so, 3 always was kind of on the low end for me, but then re-watching it later on in years, I'm like, oh, this is fucking good. You know, it's just as good as all the other ones. It's a shame that we'll never get, nor should we ever get a reboot or remake of Back to the Future, because they're just, yeah, don't those are leave-them-alone movies. So, speaking of 3, I know you guys get a lot of this over there, so it's probably not impressive to you, but on the East Coast, we don't get as much of it. And at Universal Orlando, they have the um, the train from Back to the Future 3. Uh, oh, that's cool. uh, like oh at, shit! At, at the cool. park, so I'll, I'll send that's you guys cool. a picture. I I, I take it. I've seen it probably fucking twelve times at this point. You know, I go every year and I take a picture of it every fucking time because it's like <laughs> just thinking, like, wow, that's the actual train for Back to the Future Three. We have the DeLorean here on the tram ride, or no, at least for Mondelez. No, not the, uh, it's on the tram ride. Yeah, parked, and they have Biff Tannen's car parked, but they don't have that Back to the Future ride. Used to be the reason why we went to Universal Studios. Oh yeah, they amazing. removed it for the Simpsons. And I hate the Simpsons ride. It all I fucking hate the Simpsons ride too, man. It's bad, man. Uh, it gives me like Back to the Future was so dumb. Yeah. Backdraft. Backdraft. Oh yes, I love fucking Backdraft, dude. It was such a cool show. They took that out too. They had a Harry the Hendersons Backdraft, Back to the Future, Terminator was fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. Terminator Like I was saying a little bit earlier, 80s and 90s fucking sci-fi type movies. Like they're so much better for me than like the newer stuff's cool too, but going to see the shit that they did back then and how they imagined uh, the world is pretty fucking cool. So definitely a lot of choices, a lot of things that we didn't mention, not because um, we didn't want to, but just 
when you're talking about it, everything kind of skips the mind. Um, but the last one is in a fight, who would win? You or one of those motherfucking Canadian geese? If one came to Eric, he said he'd smash that shit like the Hulk did to Loki <laughs> in the Avengers, puny goose style. I'm telling you, Steve, if I when I go to Canada and I see one of these geese, it's going to go one of two ways. I'm going to tame one of those motherfuckers and they're going to give me their firstborn willingly or I'm going to fucking go ham on that motherfucker. We're going to be cannibals. I'm going to rip its fucking throat apart with my bare mouth. Like I'm, I'm gonna fuck one of those things up just to prove Canadian like I would take to survive. Like a can of goose or king geese. The the problem with them is that they're like raptors. You know, they're gonna oh, like shit. lure you into a false sense of security, not knowing that there's that gonna be good. another fucking thirty of them that are just ready to eat your waiting face. for me. Yeah, it's like it's ridiculous, man. I where I park, there's a ton of them. Like it's it, there's so many of them that I have to like watch my feet because they shit all over the place and they shit fucking turds, man. They, they this is not like <laughs> oh shit. shit. They they shit shit legit fucking turds, human and, shit almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they eat humans. It's it's fucking crazy. It's uh, they eat humans. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm just armor out of fucking. Just Canadian look geese. at like uh, gifts of Canada geese and they're attacking fucking buffaloes and like crocodiles and shit. They're ruthless. All right, so we got Canadian geese here in Kentucky, and I don't know if they're on steroids in Canada, but they on all that. All right, I, I recorded the video of me riding my bike <laughs> up to them, flipping them off for you. I'm gonna not only kill the goose, but I'm gonna eat him, and we're gonna have a goose eating party. Yeah, they're on, they're on, va- they're on vacation. That's why. That's true. They, they, they come back up here and just <laughs> fucking wreck house. They, yeah, they, they we rub off, rub off on them, and they're fucking all angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, are you winning, Steve, in this fucking fight against them? You have more experience than all of us. Well, I, I know how power bombing them. Like, yeah, I, I know how like how to deal with them because I have to deal with them every fucking time I go to work. So it's just a matter of outsmarting them. So I'd win just out of that. Ah. Knowledge is power. Putting together a team. Yeah, yeah, Putting together <laughs> a team. Dude, speaking of that fucking uh, part four movies, you guys like Megan Fox? Come on, man. They're jumping the shark. Expendables? Yes. Hmm. Dude, they're running out of. I'm, um, I'm gonna guys. go watch it. Of Expendables. Come on. Hey, everything but her thumbs is hot on that chick. So. <laughs> <laughs> Google everything her thumbs. Everything is plastic too, though. I know. Fucking gross. I mean, all right, whatever. Anyways, that is it for our questions for the night. Thank you for sending them in, so we can discuss them. And now, Steve, let us know that this is the last trivia quarter. So I know the scores are pretty close and I'm hoping I don't fucking goose egg it. So Todd, give me those scores. So I know what I need to beat. To not scores, be punished. scores as followed. Mondo, you need to have an excellent night. Cause Steve and I are tied at 10 apiece for first position. Oh, Mondo shit, with seven. You need to go all Ooh. out and make it balls out. I, all right, I'm going to go first. We'll go second. Then. Go. <laughs> all right, Steve, you're last. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Guess the movie based on the cast. Okay. Your first cast member, Edward James Olmos. Love that, dude. One, two, three, four, five. That's ten. <laughs> a negative times a negative equals a positive. Hey, I see you your second me. cast member. <laughs> your second cast member is Sean Young, who you may oh, remember sh- from Ace Ventura. 
Mm. Finkel and Einhorn. Finkel and Einhorn. (laughs) (laughs) Finkel is your third cast member and my ancient rival, James Hung. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's um, Blade Runner. And Todd with the point. Yeah, it was indeed Blade Runner. Your last cast member was going to be Daryl Hannah. Yeah, he makes the he makes the eyes for the replicants. Okay. Yes, um, speaking of Back to the Future, Ooh. what was the original concept for the time machine before it was a DeLorean? A uh, fridge. Oh fuck! Correct. Refrigerator. And I'm statistically eliminated. <laughs> for the, here we go again. <laughs> All right. Uh, All of my questions tonight relate to monkeys. All of them. He's got all of them. I got all of them. Not a single Planet of the Apes question. So you can put them away. <laughs> Matt LeBlanc plays baseball opposite a monkey in which film? Oh shit. My friend's trivia is fucked oh. up. I don't know. Um Matt LeBlanc from Friends. Yeah, he plays he, he plays baseball with a monkey in a film. <laughs> What's the is name of like, the film? Is the it 90- the whole premise of the film? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a nineties film. Something Ape Ball. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's an orangutan, I think. No, it's um, a it's a chimp. The chimpanzee. It's a chimp. Mm-hmm. It's probably something clever sounding. Uh fever pitch two. <laughs> you guys give up? <laughs> yeah. It's Simeon still second base. Ed! Ed Fuck! Ed, that's yeah. it. I don't, Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Although there yeah, was a I, rash of like eight. D- dude, there, there are 90s. so many eight, uh, <laughs> 90s animal like sports movies. Fucking yeah, Airbud. Uh, yes, Airbud. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, shit. All right. My second question for the night. Guess the game based hmm. on the characters. Ooh. I've never played this game. You guys have. So the first character is Dahlia Giepsby. Mm, Your second character, Michael Kaufman. Your third character, potential giveaway. Okay, go ahead. Harry Mason. Okay, that threw me off. <laughs> and your final character is Cheryl Mason. Oh, it's a game we played, huh? Is I'm it pretty sure? Uh, you know. No, it's not Borderlands, is it? I'll give you, I'll give you one hint. Listen not... closely. This video game was adapted into a movie. A movie? Hmm. Oh, uh, no. They didn't make a movie out of that. Mm, I have no idea. I statistically lost, so I'll just give you one more hint. Okay. Okay. The actor in said movie was also an actor in the previous film we reviewed. What did we review last? (laughs) I know. What movie did we (laughs) I don't know. It, it's your pick too, Dodd. So I, I, I didn't even know. I'm going back to our podcast on Spotify. 
The correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. Just say it. The correct answer is Silent Hill. Really? Sean Bean was in. Yeah, let's try GoldenEye. I believe. Oh, Goldeneye. And we did Goldeneye. That wasn't my pick. It was your pick. No, no, no I know, but it wasn't. For England, was James. <laughs> no, for me. Shut up, Harry Fuck. <laughs> yeah. All right. Back of Blu-ray time. Ooh, let's go. All right. As one of the last natural beings born into a genetically engineered world, Vincent Freeman has none of the pre-ordered DNA that will guarantee him success. Desperate to realize his dream of exploring space, Vincent assumes identity. Correct. Yeah, it's good, bro. I haven't seen it. It is good. Oh yeah. Watch it in high school. It's got um. Ethan Hawke from The Purge, the first one. Jude Law and Uma Thurman. Ooh, Uma Thurman. So you you only get one guest each for this one. Okay. Uh oh. In MVP, most valuable primate. (laughs) What sport does the monkey play? Basketball. Um, wrong. What? I thought it was basketball. Yes. So I pretty much have like a no, no, no. Um, let's go football. Wrong. Fuck. That is an ape on skates, baby. <laughs> it is hockey. Oh man. What? I want to know how they made the no. Ape skate. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Can you skate? Yeah, yeah, of course you get skate. Oh. They, you know, it, it they takes time the for the ape to get used to it, but it's uh, and in in the oh, in the sequel uh, MVP two he plays skateboard. So, oh wow! Oh my god! I'm telling you, the nineties and animal like sports is ridiculous. No rules, man. In the nineties, got Free Willy, Elijah Wood. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no Free Willy. All right, my last my last question for the night. You get four clues. And you guess the game again. Okay. The sequel for this game is coming out October 2023. This game cameoed in another video game IP by the same developer. Alan Wake. There it is. Alan oh, nice. Wake. Man, I wanted to get to my last one. Is that what you're thinking of, Steve? No, I thought it was um, Assassin's Creed Mirage. I thought Alan Wake yeah. got pushed out further than that, but it's not. I thought I saw October. I'm pretty sure it said 2023, but I thought I it was this year too. So. I but the sequel is coming out. Remaster, yeah. Convinced uh, another Blu-ray. Convinced they'll score big money fast by kidnapping a young surrogate mother, carrying the child of a wealthy south- southwestern couple. The two small caliber crooks soon run into major problems. Realizing too late that they're in over their heads, the kidnappers fight to keep their plan from unraveling amidst a rising tide of bloodshed, mind games, and greed. Damn, what is this one? That doesn't sound familiar at all. Oh, okay. Is it two guns? No. No. Steve, you want to guess before I give a hint? No. No, go ahead. No? All right. Um... Oscar-winning screenwriter of The Usual Suspects. This wickedly offbeat mix of crime, comedy, and gunplay. Stars Academy Award winner, Benicio Del Toro. Snatch? Correct. Hmm. No, he's a a diamond Uh, thief in that one. Fuck, is it the... Is that the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Incorrect. 
and business. No, no I don't know it then. The final answer is the way of the gun. Trying to find oh, I was close. I was <laughs> fucking close, dude. It's a good movie. The way of the gun. I... All right. Damn it. Last question, Last although question. it doesn't mean anything anymore because Todd already won and Monday yes! can't, can't come back. Oh, My first time shit. at this mm-hmm. fucking show. In the sequel to a movie we reviewed on this podcast, oh God. the main character loses his job because a monkey scored higher in an IQ test. What's the movie? <laughs> the sequel to a movie we oh, covered. God. Yeah. It's a sequel to a movie we covered. Sequel to movie Grandma's cover. Boy 2. Grandma's Boy 2. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> there, there's no such thing, unfortunately. I know, but it was the only thing I could think of. <laughs> um, kickboxer 2. Wrong. You guys want, 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 want one more guess? Uh, you said it's from this year that we reviewed it? No. Uh, I believe this or was... Two years ago, it's, a, it's an earlier episode, I think. Don't yeah. be cheating, motherfucker, going on your phone. <laughs> uh, my hands. Yeah, yeah. He lost his job due to Alexa scoring higher. <laughs> <laughs> she won't, she won't know this. Hey, Google. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. All right. The answer was Christmas Vacation 2. Cousin Eddie's oh. Island Adventure. <laughs> oh my god! Cousin what, is it, what is his job in that? Movie? I never even watched that. I don't even remember. It's it's the worst movie ever. It's it's so fucking bad. It's funny. Disgusting, cousin Eddie. All Didn't right. Joe just meet him? Cousin Eddie ate it. Just... All right. Give us the scores. Two for me tonight. Point. Steve and Mondo one in peace. Which quarter number three? Yes, I finally won. Twelve points. To Steve's eleven, to Mondo's eight. I will have to pick a delicious victory slash punishment oh. film for you guys. I will get back to you on it though. I didn't expect to win. Post it to the Discord. We'll D- didn't find out didn't we each time. win a, a quarter this this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. First yeah. time ever. <laughs> Mondo won last. You won the first one. Mm. Wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's relatively close in the standings, which I'll calculate while you're talking and reveal it later. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah, and we'll think about it, and I'm going to now transition to intro in our movie, which we're reviewing tonight, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, that released on August 5th, 2011, directed by Rupert Wyatt, written by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, which is kind of crazy looking at their writing credits. They've got Jurassic World on there, The Hand That Rocked the Cradle, which is a really good fucking movie, and Avatars 2 through 5, which I thought was pretty uh, crazy uh, watching this movie now. Um, starring Andy Serkis, of course, motion capture, your fucking phenomenon. Um, you know, you might know him from such movies as that great movie that is The Last Jedi, Snoke <laughs> or Gollum. Um, Todd's straight face, you guys can't see. We also got James Franco from his Spider-Man 3 notoriety. We've got John Lithgow, Third Rock of the Sun, and various other crazy silly movies. Um, what's the one? Uh, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. He's got John Lithgow too, right? Um, and then we got David Oyelowo, I believe is how it's pronounced. Dude's a fucking phenomenal actor. I love him. The budget of this movie, please keep this in mind. 2011, budget of this movie, $93 million. Box office takeaway, $481.8 million. So kind of easy to say this is a successful movie. Um, jump into a little bit of a synopsis. 
Uh, scientist Will Rodman is determined to find the cure for Alzheimer's, the disease which has slowly consumed his father. Will feels certain he is close to a breakthrough and tests his latest serum on apes, noticing dramatic increases in intelligence and brain activity in the primate subjects, especially Caesar, his pet chimpanzee. Uh, so essentially, the intro of this movie is chips being captured to be sent off to the location where Will is working, the scientist, where he's doing all his research. Uh, you're introduced to Caesar's mom, who unbeknownst to the scientist is pregnant at the time. Um, they're injecting her with this serum for Alzheimer's in order for her to, um, to you know, reap the benefits and find this cure uh, for this disease. Um, what ends up happening, they have huge successes and they decide, you know what, let's show it to our board of supervisors, get it approved, make a shit ton of money and cure this disease, right? Um, she ends up getting a little aggressive, escapes captivity, ends up getting killed all because what they thought was a side effect of the drug turns out she was being protected because she gave birth in captivity and nobody knew. Uh, Caesar essentially for the story is the byproduct of being in the womb and being subjected to these serum injections that in turn made him inherit um, all the, basically like what they say in blade, you got all our strengths and none of our weaknesses. Um, so we basically start following the story of Caesar as he's little and whatnot. So um, I'll stop there because I don't want to run. I don't want to run through beginning to end too quickly. Um, but I know earlier, I think Steve, it was you who said the CGI was really good. I think early on in this movie, the CGI kind of bothered me a little bit. Um, and I tried to tell myself like, okay, it's 2011. It's kind of hard to compare to today's standards with DH characters like fucking Indiana Jones and, and others. Um, but goddamn, this movie. Wow. I, I, I love the original. But this movie just builds on it, and it's so cool to see, like, in the original, all the stuff essentially has happened already, and this movie basically sets up how it happened and works towards that way. But my initial thoughts, absolutely fucking love this movie. It's one of my favorites, with the exception of the little bit of the casting issue I have with James Franco as a scientist. Um, but other than that, I absolutely love this movie, and I can't wait to dive into it more. But give me your guys' preliminaries. Yeah, I uh, I really like the Planet of the Apes franchise. Uh, my dad and I used to watch the five Planet of the Apes films. Like we've probably seen them three or four times, like running through them when I was younger. So I always had kind of a you know attachment to, to this franchise, and I was psyched to see him remake it because the you know two thousand one version wasn't exactly the best ever, and it wasn't bad. I don't think it was as bad as people said it was, but uh, I was psyched to see kind of a more serious take. Um, on everything and i really liked the story of this one i think um going through like a cure for alzheimer's and that kind of you know leading essentially to intelligent apes and everything was really good uh, i don't know if you guys have had you know uh, contact with someone with either dementia or alzheimer's but it's fucking crazy it's like really scary to think that you can forget everything basically you know you forget people that you know and it's just it's crazy uh, my grandmother's sister who have, uh, I was very close to growing up like you'll visit her and then you'll leave for 15 minutes and you'll come back and she sees that as a new visit you know she doesn't remember you have, having been there so it's just it's a crazy disease so I can see why James Franco's character would want to get a cure for his dad you know the fact that he doesn't recognize him and has good days and bad days it's it's a tough tough disease so I, I remember seeing this the first time and just I, I love it you know it's a really 
solid film. It's a solid take on the material. Uh, you feel bad for Caesar and apes, you know, the way the humans are. Fucking Draco Malfoy is a complete dickhead uh, in his movie. And um, it, it's just, it's a good one. They have some great Easter eggs pointing to um, Planet of the Apes, which I really liked. There's quite a few of them. And uh, my only issue with it, you know, high level, is that it's kind of boring at times. Like the pace isn't the best. It's a little long winded. Um, there's not a lot going on for the majority of the movie, not until like the very end. You know, this was, this felt like the beginning of a cha- of a story rather than a complete film. And that's kind of a bummer. But outside of that, I think it's a, it's an awesome film. Well, I'm right there with you guys. I think this is a great film. Um, and yeah, I think the CGI has aged pretty well. I mean, think it's maybe at the beginning in the forest is a little rough, but other than that, I think it's pretty pretty dang cool. And I like um, Franco in this. He's believable. He's nice. He's likable. John Lithgow is just a fucking, he's a treasure, whatever he's in. He's a great actor. Uh, Franco's girlfriend's hot, so I'm down with that. And uh, I mean, Andy Serkis' performance is it's fucking amazing you know what i mean it's so freaking good um you fall in love with some of the characters like buck um the gorilla he's fucking cool and fucking stupid blonde bitch malfoy fuck him he deserves whatever happens to him but uh yeah my initial thoughts are i you know really really liked it when i first saw it and i really really liked it still and i'm pumped to go through the, all the films again and i one of my favorite easter eggs about this one is towards the end i believe when they talk about the spaceship that went missing which is going to be hopefully coming back in the fourth film, right? To yeah. the, the Icarus. The loop. Yeah, they close the loop. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, a fucking good movie that still holds up. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so good on so many fronts. And I think um, when they announced Andy Serkis, who I think was coming fresh off of a lot of this Lord of the Rings stuff as Gollum um, to take on this role. At first, I was kind of like, all right, you know, he did pretty good in that. That voice he did for Gollum was fucking great. Um, what What is he going to bring to the table? And then when Caesar didn't initially talk right off the bat, I know I went into it thinking like, hey, I've seen 68. These motherfuckers were talking the whole time. Like, what's going on? But they do the introduction of ASL and that progression of seeing Caesar from baby primate to full grown was so cool because you could see how he's like become jaded over the years. Like, oh, am I your pet too? No, you're not my pet. Well, what am I? Who am I? And he starts getting this story. You start, you're growing up with Caesar. Like I said, like you start feeling bad for him because he's he's a product of this scientific experiment, um, but it's not his fault. And now he's realizing that he wants more out of this world. And goddamn, in this movie, they really want you to hate that fucking neighbor, man. I mean, how many scenes do you get where it's something negative? Like, Oh, he just wanted to play, followed by, I'm going to drive your car and crash I gotta back it, the like, neighbor and up, then man. Getting... I got to back I, the neighbor up, I I get up. you. I get you. But they because... really they really established, like, something's going to happen here. No, absolutely. And they, they, they make him the little whiny fucking character. That's the guy from Cube, right, Steve? Worth? Oh, I didn't even notice, but maybe. I think yeah. it might be. But, um, yeah, they make you want to hate him, rightfully so, because we, as the audience, know that John Lithgow has mental health issues and shouldn't be assaulted. Right. And that Caesar is special, but he doesn't know that. All he sees is a chimpanzee who are notorious for being brutal. You know what I mean? They're fucking just as brutal as humans are in his backyard next to his kids. So I would freak out too. And then B, uh, a gentleman 
essentially stealing his car and then crashing it. Like, and then C getting attacked. So why do you have your car? Chimpanzee. Why do you have your car idling? You've never done that. He has the oh, car I forgot my sunglasses. Let like me go it. run never. inside the house. Oh, come on. Well, you live in California, though. I'll turn that shit walk, off and walk it off it up, on dude. you. <laughs> no, but like I see his point of view. Like he he's a dickhead from our perspective, but from his perspective, he's protecting his family, he's protecting his property. It. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it would have been cool if they made whole... him uh, military, you know, uh, and he's yeah. the one who ended up like shooting the nuke, you know, that destroys humanity because that's what happens in the original Planet of the Apes, right? That's what destroyed yeah. humanity is uh, then shooting off nukes to try to control the issue. Uh, so it would have been like... funny if it, it like went I'm... back to the first film, like just because his neighbor had a dick of <laughs> an ape that like resent resented apes from that on, you know? But it's cool how they did decide to go with it because unlike the originals, this one became, hey, we had success with this first batch. But then after time has passed, like five or six years, John Lithgow, who was cured for that time, now starts to come back to the virus and worse. So they create a new pathogen, which totally good for the apes, but totally shitty for the humans, right? And for this pathogen to basically be the thing that starts killing humans and the way that it's spread i mean i was like fuck this is covid bro this ain't no fucking this is how covid happened this is crazy um but i really liked when that that bond and that friendship that that caesar had with his family because no matter how much he got upset with them for what happened towards the end of this film but the fact that he saw john lithgow getting touched in the chest which i'm assuming in asl or something is aggressive and he comes to save him and ends up getting incarcerated in primate jail with Brian Cox out of all people um, with his son, fucking bitch boy Malfoy. Um, that was so cool to see it. Basically they were on a prison yard, dude. And fucking Caesar got bitched. He got punked and he started fucking making everyone his bitch in return. That was really cool uh, to see him free the gorilla. That was fucking dope because you're like, Oh, he's going to pay him back some way in this movie. Yeah, let's go, Buck. He's here to fuck. Um, but I love that that evolution for when Franco finally comes back to where Caesar's being held captive for basically fighting the neighbor, and he's like, "Come on, we're going home." He's like, "No, like I'm not. Like I've I've already determined I've got a fucking plan." Yeah, I said fuck it. You go with your hot yeah that fucking wife. You go with her where you've been sleeping your bed all nice and pretty. I've been watching, stuff, motherfucker. But... I watched from the trees when you guys were making out in the forest. Yeah. What? What? I forgot what comes first. Is it him? Chicken or the egg? Getting beat? No. I. I know it's uh nothing. <laughs> it's all a manifestation of the Matrix. Um. What comes first? Draco Malfoy dropping the famous fucking line of "Get your damn dirty ape." Up, or is it Caesar fucking saying no? I think it's no. I think it's Malfoy first. Yeah, I think so too. If I remember correctly. Yeah. That when he dropped that line, I got the chills because what I'm about like, shitting Charles your pants, dude? dude? What about when you shit your fucking oh. pants when Caesar talks? So, <laughs> dude, even so, so my daughters have never seen this, right? And Christine hasn't seen it in a long time. So we sat there, and I'm surprised they watched it with me. As soon as fucking Caesar said no. Fucking my oldest looked at me like, Dad, he just fucking talked. She's never seen Planet of the Apes before in her life. So she was like, she got that genuine feeling that I did when I was yeah, her fucking watching sh- it. I hope you got your shit and pants on. 
Oh, dude, I would have shit my as if we were standing opposite him when he did that, we would fucking. I'm like, all right, you're in charge everybody. now, bro. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, you can I'm, bench press me. It's my fine. daughter. My daughter's like, nah, dad, I'd be out. And I'm like, why are you talking like a chola all of a sudden, dude? She's like, I'd be out of this. Uh-uh, no way. Uh-uh. Time to put her in private um, school, bro. Oh, uh, man. You know what? <laughs> She's going to succeed going through private or uh, public school just fine. I think she'll be I good. Know, huh? but I know, hey. So the climax of this movie, basically, the apes, Caesar has given them all the serum that he's stolen. Um, he escaped captivity, got the uh, serum to make apes smarter. Apes stronger together, and then Maurice. Ape stupid. Go ahead, sir. I think Steven, the owner of the company or whatever, is a stupid bitch. Here's why: he has a successful experiment, and then one mishap because they refuse to handle the chimps correctly. What kind of fucking thing is that? Oh, we're gonna trick him with some fucking soda, and you're gonna be hiding behind the fence, and you're gonna. Put the thing around his neck. These motherfucking chimps are strong. It's, it's every company in the United States. What are you States. doing? It's every company. But one fucking chimp breaks out and they're like, we're fucking pulling your funding. You're killing all the chimps. I'm like, you're fucking stupid, Steven. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> leave, leave our Steven alone. He's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. I, I love, so did you, it was a little unrealistic that, uh, Maurice had uh, the, the, the orangutan. New like full on yeah. sign language, <laughs> like I, I, like I don't it. know. He's I a like he's it. a circus he's ape. He doesn't fucking know. Like, come on. That'd so, be funny though if like he yeah. was, um Caesar was talking to him and he kept just signing like "Give me popcorn" or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That would see that would have made sense, right? It, so he was a little too intelligent, like to me. It's, I don't know. What do they call sign language in Canada? I mean, we call it, since we call it American sign language, I doubt you call it American sign language. Just, right? just sign language. <laughs> I think sign I language. don't know. I, I don't know anyone. Cana- Canadian uh, sign deaf, language. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I liked that Caesar got like his fucking people all in check. You know, the gorilla was his muscle. Mm-hmm. Fucking Maurice was like his his right hand man or woman. I don't know. Maurice was played by a woman in the movie, so I don't know if that translates oh, over. Sure. Um, but. To see them escape, like what a fucking sight that would be to see all these fucking primates escape captivity and start roaming through the fucking streets, the Golden Gate Bridge, trying to get to the Redwoods. Um, that havoc that is wrought on the fucking Golden Gate Bridge is so fucking cool. Like it's so memorable, like them fighting, being smart, climbing high, going low, like fucking crazy. And then Buck, Buck sacrifices himself for fucking Caesar. Total, total uh, heart string puller moment, dude. Yeah, dude, he fucks him up. And then Koba. Koba's a mean looking motherfucker, right? I like, don't trust that motherfucker. Wait a, wait a, parts two and three coming up. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for it. They they made him look the way he did for a reason. Is um, it two or three where he I, pretends to be like a funny ape and he takes one of their guns two. and just blasts them all? It's fucking legit. Fucking blast. It's, it's yeah. two, yeah. Um, but I loved, I love, I just love this fucking movie because I think they took something that I enjoyed as a child with modern day take on it and they executed it so good. The apes in their latter stages, older, the CGI on them were fucking great. Um, and that ending, fuck, dude, like Caesar is home. Dude, like, I know, I know oh, the no, man, I know the gets... no is a shitting your pants scene, but Caesar in home fucking shits your pants scene, dude. I'd be fucking freaking out. Did, I mean, for this movie to come out in 2011, we're now in 2023. So 12 years later, because I can do math. Um, 
that shit still hits you, right? I mean, it's still he delivers that fucking line so seamlessly, dude. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, like that is cool. This movie's fucking great. Although I don't like that we don't get any more Franco and we just get like a throwaway version of it in the second one. Like, hey, what happens to everyone? Doesn't he watch like video um, home videos or something? But yeah, overall. I think so. They did a Randy with him when they brought him back in fucking a video, a VHS tape. So um, overall, this movie's fucking great. The origin story on how this disease started, the reasons for it, although good, ended up bad. The apes becoming smart. Fucking love it. Love the subsequent sequels. Uh, looking forward to the fourth one. For me, this movie is easily a fucking four and a half out of five. You guys, last thoughts and rankings? I, uh, I I really like this movie. Um, there's just a lot to love about it. The origins of how they like start to gain power and get intelligent. Uh, it all makes sense, you know. It, like provides a a good backstory to why Planet of the Apes eventually happens. Uh, my only issue with it is I found it kind of slow. You know, that's I think the sequels are a little bit yeah. better in that regard because they don't have to do all this fucking setup. So for me, it's a four out of five. Uh, I still really enjoy the hell out of it. It just, it, it could have been cut down like 20 minutes, probably, you know, there's, it takes a long time to get to the good stuff in this one. So that's a bit of an issue, but True. it does definitely fucking pay off at the end of this movie and then into the sequels. Yeah. If the neighbor just would have stayed home instead of fucking going to work as an airline to pilot, you barely fucking walk. <laughs> the human race could have lived who knows, but yeah, uh, I agree with steve and you guys man it's are you steve mono it's a four out of five um i'm looking forward to seeing part two and three again because i remember they're kind of liking them a little bit less in part one so i'm wondering if that'll change with me for the second time around so solid movie andy circus is amazing james franco's bomb in it um and then caesar is home fuck one of the best quotes of the last I guess, <laughs> what you said 11 years it was 2011 it's been 12 years Gosh, that's since we time got fl- that. Time flies, man. I feel like that movie's just out. It's yeah, right. So I mean, four out of five. Caesar is home, he's home. and then he's oh like, fuck, dude. Face is like, like he knows he's like fuck. So do do his do his line for Spider Man three, please, please give it to me. Best friends. Even no, this so pie. good. So she good. Says, she says so how's good. the pie, and he says so good, so good. Yeah, this movie is great, and I'm gonna watch the next two, especially because the kids are invested in it now. Um, but yeah, see yeah, where it goes. Yeah, see how I feel. Three, dude. Yeah, they do have Woody in part three, and then they have um the dude from Terminator, like Genesis or something, in the second one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, What's his face? He's a good actor. Yeah, that guy from all John the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Connor. Uh, much of that. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this movie. All the Planet of the Apes, I think, are streaming on uh, Max right now. HBO Max or whatever you want to call it. At least that's where I found some of them. Even the old ones. Disney Plus um, in Canada, just for you Canadians. Oh, they, they might be on there. I didn't even see them. Mm-hmm. Um, don't pass up watching if you don't own the Blu-rays like Todd. Don't pass up on watching the originals. Those are pretty cool, too. I was actually, real quick before we end the show, I was watching Escape from Planet of the Apes, and that shit's fucking brutal. Like, for that time era and the shit that happens in there, like, if you told me they would have had kid killing in it, I would have been like, what the fuck? They didn't fuck um, around like, back also then. Also, great movie. And it's yeah. rated G. Um, I would. It was rated G too. Oh shit! Yeah, so is Jaws too, and that movie's fucking terrifying. <laughs> shit! You're gonna need a bigger boat. 
Get off my plane. Anyways, that is Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Give it a look. Tell us what you think. Join the Discord. Share your thoughts. Uh, get ready for our punishment movie like we are. Steve, sir, you have a little bit change of the schedule. We're going to do a movie followed by a game, double game review for the for the uh, Halloween holidays. Our holidays, at least, because we all like Halloween here. But what movie are we watching next? Please, God, don't have Polly Shore or fucking Bill Murray. Uh, no, not this time. Although one of them is coming uh, soon. Uh, but not oh, this particular one. No, I'm going uh, outside of our comfort zone here. I'm doing something we've never oh. done on this podcast. And probably might never Porno? do again, to be honest. No, uh, might never do again. <laughs> Gentlemen, I am introducing a musical to our little what? segment here. Because next episode will be bigger, Grace. longer, and uncut. Oh, oh yes. South Park. South Park? South Park, the movie. Uh, oh, shit. Uncle I, Fucker. I just, Shut your fucking face, uh, Uncle Fucker. I fucking love that movie. And there's just so much. It's, it's got such interesting music in it and a fun story. It's, it features Canadians in a big way. So I'm really, that's what I was teasing earlier in the episode. So I'm right. looking forward to it. So yeah, South Park, I bigger, longer. I was never allowed to watch that. Oh I was God. never allowed to watch it as a kid. And this is probably the first time I see it from beginning to end as someone who's going to understand what the fuck's going on. Dude, you're going to South Park, your ass off, bigger, I think. longer, and uncut. I can't wait because I love South Park. South Park used to really, when we got to sneak to watch it when we were at Grandma's house, it was <laughs> for, for good times. So yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be a fun show. So I thought we'd do something yeah, a little for different you... for once. Uh, just, yeah, this one's balls to the wall crazy. Oh, I cannot fucking wait. So uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for the questions, for listening. Um, feel free to hit us up on our socials. Uh, Twitter is where I'm most active under our um, Not for post long. name, Let's XB Geeking <laughs> Gaming. Not for long, though, if they're going to start charging, you may see us move over the threads <laughs> yeah. and actually reboot our Instagram. So, um, but that being said, thank you guys. Have a good one. Caesar is home. No! Later. <laughs> <See> no! <ya. Bye. laughs>